2: Um, just keep chugging away at it. We talked for a while. Um, you know, he shared his thoughts. I shared my thoughts as well. And uh, Tommy's a guy I've been talking to since since day one. You know, he's been you know, a big fan of mine. And I believe in what he's he's done here in the past. And you know, he's coached. He's played. He's done it all. So anytime a guy like Tommy has advice or, or wants to share something with me, I always try to listen. How important is something like that, Rondo? At a time like this, when this franchise, you know, you've got some tough times with like tough losses. Um, it's great. Like I said, he's, he's you know, the, the biggest supporter here. You know, he's, he's here every night, every home game, and uh, he's rooting for us. He wants the best for our team, and uh, he has some great advice for me, so I'm going to take that and, and try to you know, share it with my guys and figure some things out. Well, that's – so that's – yeah, I saw some of that. You probably saw some of that too, but that you can't do that. I mean, you're – you know, all of us can't do that. I mean, that has to be something where you have the – The toughness to say, hey, something goes wrong, I'm going to make the next one right. And you focus on doing what you need to do to make the next play right on both offense and defense. I mean, this is professional basketball. Things are going to go against you. And you have to respond. Things are going to go for you, and you have to respond. And again, that's why I admire the Spurs so much, because regardless of how it's going, they just play the same way. And I think that every coach would tell you that. Um, And, you know, I, I thought that you know, whether we, whatever you want to call it, youth or on the court, um, you know, uh, your 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 look, whatever you want to call it, they have it, we didn't. Celtics have
0: a close one going into the third quarter, and then the collapse. It happened again. This time it was the Spurs. We're going to talk about it now on the Garden Report on C L N S Radio and Celtics Blog. <laughs> I'm Jared Weiss. With me, Julian and Edla. we're both from CLNS Radio, and we're both going to break this one down. Yep. You want to sigh again, just so we can really I mean, explain the we'll, exacerbation? T- we'll let you guys know when it's not a fourth quarter collapse at home, yeah. and then we'll have some some news to break to you guys, because this is how the games end. Which should be at the intro of the show. We should <laughs> break it as not a fourth quarter collapse. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, a lot of those collapses end with, like, uh, maybe a couple possessions here or there off at the end of the game. Yeah. But we're this talking one, about a, a major blowout. Throughout and the it, fourth quarter. It, well, it was a winnable game entering the fourth quarter, a five-point
3: game, but this one the Spurs just showed why they're so much better in the fourth quarter, and they didn't even do it with guys like Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. That, they just showed how deep they are and blew
0: this one open. I mean, so it was a five-point deficit going into the fourth. By the 419 right. mark, when there was a timeout, it was 19 points, the lead right. for the Spurs. They
3: just let it slip, completely collapsed, and then I think that was the timeout where they went with James Young and Pressy and Dwight Powell to come in, so they basically, Stevens conceded the game after an eight-minute or so fourth quarter that just kind of didn't go their way at all. They didn't look like they knew what they were doing out there on either end. You know, the funny thing is, when they brought in that scrub lineup, they actually only lost the rest of that game by two points. Right, so well, they, they played hard. We were just talking about how hard Dwight Powell was mm-hmm. going to the basket. He scored six points. They were playing a lot harder than the starters
0: and the, the key reserves were. Now, so, playing hard and playing cohesively or two slightly different things here. But you look at the way that Rondo is running this offense. Mm -hmm. You see guys like Kelly Olenek who look completely lost out there right now. But it seems like Rondo is still sitting back trying to be a playmaker when maybe it's time for him to be a scorer. For
3: sure, he had two points tonight. He shot one of five, missed a couple more free throws. He's one of the worst free throw shooters in the league this year. You know, he, his assist numbers are there. He, he leads the team by trying to pass, but I think on a team like this, a lot of the time players are looking at their leader, who is Rondo, to, okay, maybe take over and score on some plays, and Rondo's not doing that. So that, that's been what a lot of their late game struggles out here have been, it seems like, when Rondo kinda doesn't dribble out the clock, but the ball ends with, the, the game ends with the ball in his possession. This team's
0: looking for him to do things that he's not doing, I think. And we saw Tommy Heinsohn and Rondo having a tête-à-tête for probably at least fifteen minutes in the locker room after the game. Yeah. And Rondo said that Tommy was giving him advice about pushing the pace and being a leader and keeping your chin up and all that kind of stuff. It seems like Tommy just needs to scream at Rondo, go to the rim, make the play. Don't be. Don't. I mean, sitting back is what Rondo is that's what as I, good as that's anybody. That's what I would tell else. him to do. Yeah. I'm not Tommy Heinsohn. But you can be. I mean, you are Tommy Heinsohn well. on the show. You kind of are the old <laughs> the, the old Heinsohn. yelling guy. The Tommy basically. Heinsohn of the Garden Report. Exactly. <laughs> the old yelling guy. Ouch. OK. okay. <laughs> didn't mean to make fun of Tommy there. But I mean, you look at just the way that Rondo plays his game. He's the kind of guy that likes to sit back, attack when he wants to, slip pocket passes, stuff like that. He's, a, he's great at it, but that doesn't work for this team when this team isn't able to execute the plays. And it's pretty apparent across right. the board for this team. He shows us why he was the, the perfect fit with
3: the winning teams that he played on. You just plug him in, he's not gonna be selfish and take any shots, he's gonna find players in the position where they want the ball. When you do that on a team where you don't have scores, then it doesn't work. Rondo has always been this type of player and never needed, and maybe it hurt him when he was younger, he never needed to take the next step as a scorer and now in his ninth year or wherever he is in his career, now he's being asked to take, the, take a step to become a scorer, and it might just be too late. He might be you know, a distributor.
0: Well, the thing is, I, compared to some of the scoring flashes he was showing probably before all the injuries started to happen mm-hmm. when the Celtics were so really competitive, mm-hmm. he showed the potential to be an effective scorer.
3: That's true. Almost like Jeff Green, not the best comparison, but you know, can go off on any night and then disappoints on so many other nights. It seems like where Rondo is consistent in, you know, his rebounding, his passing, uh, his his defense is solid, but he's never found that consistency scoring the ball, and it's amazing from, you know, that game we saw in Miami where he had 40-something points, kept the Celtics in the game single-handedly against LeBron James, and he he was the best, Rondo was the best player on the court that night. Why can't he do that more now with this young team that he needs to lead? It's a good
0: question. I don't really have the answer for that. Why why isn't it happening? But I feel like Rondo could make that decision. They have enough, so they're a three-point shooting team. They're shooting the three ball terribly, Mm -hmm. but they do have guys that if they hit their shots a little bit more, will get a little bit more respect from the defense, which is going to open up driving lanes for Rondo a little bit more. And it looked tonight, and it looks like this a lot of nights, where Rondo doesn't have really anywhere to go Towards the basket, he's kind of running around trying to find spots in the perimeter. They'll run pick and roll, and maybe he can slip a pass. He had a couple of great mm-hmm. passes to a cutting Zeller tonight, and yeah. that clearly is working. Him and Zeller is working. Just they don't get a ton. Him of and Zeller are great on the pick and roll. Yeah,
3: there was one. of the, there's a play early in the game where Rondo had a great bounce pass to Zeller that he finished, and they've kind of had that connection going all season so far. So it was, it was kind of exciting to mm-hmm. see Zeller get into the starting lineup. Brad Stevens said obviously it was to defend Tim Duncan. That was the only reason. But, you know, Olenek was struggling, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit more. He yes. has not been very good the past couple games. But, you know, we wanted to see what the connection between Rondo and Zeller was going to be tonight. They continued it a little bit, but eh, nothing nothing
0: special. All right, well, when we come back for part two, we'll talk more about Olenek's struggles, especially tonight. And we'll, uh, we'll open up the boxing out and the baller of the night portions of the show. So we'll be right back. This is CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog presentation of the Garden Report.
2: Is this the most of that you've seen, Coach Stevens?
1: Yeah. Is this one tougher to take than the other one? For sure. Why? Why? Why Just had it going, and then we lost it. You see some people might have been a little disturbed. Just tired of losing. Is there a level of disappointment? Angry, disappointed? just kind of surprised at this point. I mean we're losing. It's frustrating. so We just gotta figure out a way.
2: <clears throat> what was the emotions from Coach Stevens?
1: Well, <laughs> uh, he's frustrated. Uh, but, you know, if you're not frustrated at this point, you don't need to be here. <coughs>
3: Kelly's numbers have dropped a little bit the last five games. Do you see a different Kelly O'Linick out there
2: on the floor? Just needs to be more assertive. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about that. I mean, it's not anything that um, that's a negative to him from the standpoint of who he is or the ability level of his play. But for our team to be good, um, we need our bigs to be very assertive um, and, you know, do what they do best. And, you know, hey, we've, we've seen it time and again. We really we rely on our bigs um, to do a lot for us. And so we've just got to continue to, um, you know, encourage him to do that. And so, you know, I, I don't think one of the things about Kelly is he's going to come out and he's going to play. Kelly's a great kid. He's a big part of us now. He's a big part of us moving forward. And, you know, he won't get too caught up in this.
0: All right, part two. This is the uh, Kelly Olenek haterade hour now. Um, It's been a really tough uh, couple weeks for Kelly Olenek and things just kept getting worse today. He was benched before the game. Uh, by Brad Stevens, his first lineup change, starting lineup change of the regular season, yep. bringing in Tyler Zeller to start for him. Now, he said before the game, asked why Tyler Zeller was starting, and he said, well, that's an easy answer Tim Duncan. Better matchup against Tim Duncan. Yep. Now, Kelly Olinick has been a disaster defensively so far. He has. He's kind of getting run around in circles. It's but a he, good excuse for Stevens, that makes yeah. sense. He's, But he's been making up for it for the most part with really good high post passing, good yep. shooting, nice little scoring. That's kind of disappeared. He had four points in his last two games coming into today. And then he Drops had three, three points. Spot. One for six. Uh, yeah. It was bad. I mean, just everything. He came out there. He was the fourth big in the game. Bass went ahead, of but right. Bass had a solid first half. Right. And Olenek came out there, missed some shots. He was getting, Baines was running around him. and uh, uh, what do you call it? Duncan was getting around him when they were going up against each other. Bonner was He basically was went out there to get a, get a nice sweat going yeah, today. Yeah, basically. It agrees the floor a little bit, but I mean, what what's wrong with Kelly Olynyk, and what needs to get better?
3: What's wrong with him? I think is just that he's not that aggressive of a player. He's a big guy that you know doesn't like to push people around or get pushed around down in the post. He can rebound because of his size, but he's not a particularly great one or good one. You know, he there was a point in this season, maybe eight or so games in, when you could argue that Olinick was if not the Celtics best player at least you know one of the few best players so far in their season he he's a skilled player he can shoot the ball well he's a good scorer he probably needs to take more jump shots than he does but you know that's those are the things he he does well already what he needs to do is improve on the things that he does not do well and that's you know bang around down in the low post because essentially that got him benched tonight Mm -hmm. because he can't do that and you know Zeller He's not the greatest in the world, but he's better than Olinick That got him the start. Olenek came in and didn't, pr- you know, maybe it would light a fire under him, like all right, I'm going to get in the paint tonight and get something going. Didn't give him any kind of spark in that way, obviously.
0: You know, the thing is, you're talking about Zeller being able to bang down low. He doesn't even do a ton of his offense posting up or anything right. like that. It's really the pick and rolls is real he game. He does finish off that. And
3: defensively, at
0: least, he's yeah. able to kind of. That's true. He can handle more. his own defensively, but offensively, Kelly Olynyk, while pick and pop might make sense for him because he's a good shooter, mm-hmm. and then might, from a, as far as affecting the defense, that might work out better for the Celtics. But he still needs to be able to roll to the hoop, and Solinger does it sometimes, but not enough. But right. if Olynyk wants to, if he wants to beat out Tyler Zeller, he's got to show that he can get into the paint, and that's somewhere where the Celtics have been effective. But Kelly Olynyk mm-hmm. has been the one guy that should be effective there that hasn't really been effective for them there. For sure.
3: You said it. Yeah, he needs to get in there, and he hasn't. So maybe he needs to sit down with
0: Tommy Heinsohn for a long talk. That's true. <laughs> and Tommy's a guy that he could really benefit from, considering how many summer. Tommy loves telling people have. to go down in the post and yeah. get dirty. And he was a guy that he's shown such a great back to the basket and face up game in summer league, but he's, we just haven't yeah. seen it happen really at like, all. I mean,
3: like I said, he's a skilled player. If yeah. He, you know, can kind of get more aggressive he could be he can use those skills
0: in ways that I don't think we've seen him use. Mm-hmm. Okay, well he's got to box out in Segway, boxing outside mm-hmm. of the night. What's your stat of the night? Very day? good. Thank you. So, my stat of the
3: night is going to be the Spurs obviously always give you a well-rounded effort. Tonight they had five players in double figures, but you know, that didn't even include Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili who had 9 and 7 points respectively. It just shows you, I really, what I really got from it was that this team can beat you in so many ways when they have arguably their two best players have seven and nine points and they come out and blow you out with
0: all these other guys. That's just who the Spurs are. Now, for me, my stat is the amount of field goals that the Celtics hit before the garbage time at the 419 mark. Very good. In <laughs> the fourth quarter, one field goal hit by Jared Solinger. There were a couple guys that got to the line, but Jared Solinger number. had the only field goal. And it was on the fast break, too. So the, in half court yeah, offense, I they couldn't it. get a single field goal before they brought in the guys for garbage time. Mm-hmm. And then James Young hit a nice shot. Dwight Powell hit several really nice baskets. Yeah. That guy, 6'11 guy that was driving to the rim like he was Giannis at the. I the, like it. Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. I mean, you can't do a Euro step from the three point line. But yeah, I was practicing down. Help. I say Ateta Kumpo in my sleep just to. I say Greek Freak. There you go. That's a lot easier. Or Giannis. That's easier. I just wish we could talk about Giannis. We should do a Bucks post game show just so we can talk about him all night long. I think uh, their first
3: visit is April, I
0: believe. Oh, good. So, so you can along sit on that way, for a while. Where those two teams will be really fighting for the playoffs oh, yeah. at that point. Although we'll see at Milwaukee. But uh, I want to segue that into my stat of, uh, my baller of the night because it's also a stat there. So there's a plus 28 differential for Kawhi Leonard and a minus 28 differential for Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. And that's why Kawhi Leonard is my baller of the night. That's a lot of points. Yeah. That's, that's 56, a, I believe. That's, that's a pretty huge swing. Yep. So
3: who's your baller? <laughs> My ball of the night is Aaron Baines just because I thought he really broke the game open at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He's one of the guys that I just talked about how Parker, Ginobili have pedestrian nights. Other guys do the damage. It was a five-point game coming into the fourth quarter. Baines hit a three, had a monster dunk, and then by the time you look up, it's that four-minute timeout where Stevens is saying, all right, you got us, and throwing the rookies and benchwarmers in there. And, you know, he, I think he had nine points in the fourth quarter. He only had 13 points on the game. But the Spurs' high scorer was Danny Green with 18. So if you're going to pick a guy, there's tons of guys to pick from. I thought Baines was the guy that kind of helped them break it open.
0: Yeah, and he was solid all around. He
3: was good with the second he was. game the He's first He's a very half. bad matchup for Kelly Olynyk yeah. because he is very physical. He has no problem, you know, getting in and doing the dirty work. But
0: he can shoot and he can move from the outside. Yeah. He basically is doing what Kelly, Kelly Olynyk should and move, be doing. That's what I was just yeah. about to say. If, if he can do it from the outside, then Olynyk can do it on the inside. All right, well, we're gonna leave it there. Thanks, Julian. That was a fun show. We're gonna keep it short and sweet because we know we got a lot of people watching Pat's coverage too tonight. So thanks for squeezing us in there. Uh, So don't forget to like the Garden Report on Facebook and to like CLNS Radio on Facebook. You can follow Julian and I on Twitter and don't forget to listen to the Celtics post-game show after every single game on CLNS radio. And you can listen to the podcast version later. So if you're watching us now, which is the next day or le- since it's a one o'clock game later in the evening, just listen okay. to it on demand. You can find us on iTunes. You can find that show on iTunes. So give it a listen. Get all the Celtics coverage you need. So for Julian, I'm Jared. Until next time, I'll see you later
1: on the Garden Report.
2: What's the biggest difference you've seen in Rajon Rondo's game compared to the last time he played the Celtics?
1: I don't know. I haven't watched any film. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. I'm just telling you the truth. I'll make something up if you want. But, uh, <laughs> if you had watched. to make something up, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> He's even better looking than he was last year.
2: Looks wise or basketball wise? <laughs> no, looks wise. He's a good looking
1: guy. Uh, I don't. I don't see any reason to watch film. I just, uh, when my team has a game and they have zero turnovers and we shoot 60%, and the other team scores 40, uh, then I'll start worrying about the other teams. Uh, but until that happens, I've got enough to correct and teach on my team, and that's how I spend my time.
0: So, what do you do to try to get a feel for what the other team is going to bring?
1: Uh, one of the assistants will tell me something, and you know, I believe whatever they tell me. So if they say, we're gonna do this on the pick and roll, I say, okay, or I don't know if I wanna do that. And then you go play. I mean, have you seen a secret play lately? Or a new pick and roll defense? Or some new amazing continuity offense that nobody can guard? It's the same stuff every day. Whoever executes the best, whoever uh, is the most competitive and does both on a consistent basis for more of the 48 That's the team that goes.